Hey, this is Dirk Reviewer from Megadeth, and you're listening to GhostCultMag.com. Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. It's me, OJ. Before we get into this episode, just take a minute to like and subscribe to our podcast, our YouTube channel, and wherever else we're at. If we get these numbers up, maybe we'll finally release that Salted Wounds track that you hear in our intros. But enough of all that. In this episode, Keithy catches up with Mario of Spotlights. What's up, everybody? It's Keithy from GhostCultMag.com, and I'm here with Mario from Spotlights in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. I am so glad to see you again. As I said offline a minute ago, uh, we've interviewed a couple times over the years, and I've managed to catch the band multiple times across the world somehow, which is a select few bands. If you played Roadburn, you definitely saw me in Europe, but, you know, it's a handful of bands (laughs) that I really care about and would travel to see and followed for your whole career. So, you know, congratulations on the new album, uh, Alchemy for the Dead is amazing. Thanks, it's out now on Epic Hack Records, just came out as we were recording this a few weeks ago. And uh, what has been, I, I feel like we love the record. Our, our review written by Reza Mills from the UK yeah. was stellar, honestly. We appreciate but, it. But uh, how, how's the new material going over live? This tour just started. We're on tour with uh, Mr. Bungle yeah. and Melvin's. So we're, uh, tour started on May 26th. We're, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks in now at this point. And it's awesome, man. That's the response, especially the new record, has been like mind blowing. Uh, you know, you never know what it's going to be like. So it's been it's been really cool to not only see people like showing up, but people knowing the songs already for the new album and just kind of like excited for specific ones or whatever. Um, and yeah, as far as like playing them, they they seem like they've been going over well. We've we were having a lot of fun playing them. Like they're, you know. It almost we for this set we actually made it so it's almost almost a whole new record with just a couple of extra older tracks so we could kind of really get in dig into the new ones and you know the way we record we don't really we've never played these songs like literally the when Chris came uh, to Pittsburgh for rehearsals like a, maybe five days before you think that's gonna be too loud no maybe like five days before the um, before the tour started was the first time we actually got in a room together and like played the songs as a band. Cause when we record, we kind of part things out and you know, do drums first and then Sarah and I will do our parts separately. Um, so it's been fun. It's been fun kind of developing the, all the little nuances and stuff that, that happens when you play songs live. Right on. I know that every band kind of had challenges the last few years and still continuing. So I'm just relieved to get new music and bands to come on tour. But, you know, I know you guys have always had kind of a very strong hand on pre-production and production in general for your work, like the the EP and things like that. Is it just maybe the bonus side of the terribleness of the last couple of years is you had a little more time to work on stuff at home and demo things out? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of both. Yeah. So like over during the whole COVID thing, uh, Sarah and I were able to buy a house in Pittsburgh and, um, you know, we've always self-produced our stuff, and in New York, we were basically doing it in our practice room because I didn't have a studio there. Uh, so we bought this house. I was able to build out. A, mostly, it's mostly for mixing. That's mostly what I do these days. But there is enough room to do tracking, and I had bought some new gear and stuff. So having having that just made things a little easier and a little more comfortable than to, than just like lugging shit over to a practice space. You know, we were just walking downstairs. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, I think the biggest focus of the record, or at least the very beginning focus for the record was like 
production. It really started with like, I want this record to sound different than any of our records have in the past. And within that, it kind of helped form some of the songwriting and some of the song structures to just be different because like, because sonically it was calling for different arrangements and different sort of songwriting. So. Nice. Yeah, was uh, cool. I was going to say with respect to the EP, which is also banging, and Thanks, I was man. like really surprised that there is stuff that didn't make the album. Was <laughs> it a thematic thing? What, what was? How did? You, how do you like cut some of your children out of the was, family portrait? Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, I don't know. It, it was. It was like. Thematically, they actually fit perfectly in there. It was just something like they didn't fit. Well, for, there's two different reasons. Like, they, <clears throat> to me, they just they didn't like fit in the flow. Like I really like records to kind of have like a, a flow to them. And I feel like when I started putting songs together as like a track listing, those just weren't really, I don't know, they weren't really clicking. Um, and then we started looking at vinyl and even though we did end up doing a double LP and we probably could have fit those in there, it just, it didn't really fit as like a side A, side B, side C, D, whatever. So we just decided it was cool to have some bonus material to use. And we actually didn't think of it as bonus material until we started kind of figuring out the whole release schedule of things. And Mark Shapiro, who works for Ipecac and I, just we went back and forth, like brainstorming on different ways to do things and whatnot. So um, yeah, then we just figured we'll do a little like singles EP, kind of like they used to do that a lot, I feel like, in the 80s, too. There would be, you would get, like, a tape. It would be, like, a single. It would have a bunch of B-sides, and it would have the one or two singles. Uh, so that's what we did. We have the two singles on there, plus the, the bonus tracks. I'm pretty sure Maiden did that a lot, where they had, like, a lot of non-album tracks, and then they would not ever end up on an album, but they were, like, huge. Yeah, yeah. Twilight Zone comes to mind. Right, right. Um, just for some metal history for you nerds out there. But, uh, yeah, the record's fantastic. I mean, it's very deep. I love the journey it goes on. And... Speaking of drums, yeah. one thing I was going to say is, Bill you know, I, obviously I don't want to glow, glow up my buddy Chris, but the drums and the drum track, like the drum sound across the different songs yeah. is so special and unique from each one. You don't get a lot of variety in drum production anymore. Yeah. So I really, that's like one of my favorite things about the album. I know that's very weird Thanks, and man. random. No, no, no. But I mean, for I'm, me, that's that a big thing. That means a lot because, again, for me, that, that's kind of what we really wanted to get on this is like just for each song to have its own life and for the album itself to to just be in a different space do you want to move over out into the should we move over so it's not as loud yeah we can try we can try yeah so i was just saying i appreciate you hearing that just because that was like one of the main focuses was drums for me on this record as a producer and and just as a songwriter like a, a lot of the songs came from initial drum beat ideas and uh, I just feel like, like you said, so there's so many albums for some really good bands, but like where the album just kind of sounds exactly the same beginning to end. And that can be cool, but like, it, I don't know, for me, I just get bored. And it, if there is extra kind of production making things exciting and more dynamic, it keeps me engaged as a listener. So, I mean, I think we always try to do this with our records, but for, the, for this one specifically, we really were like, what, what would I want to hear? Like, what? I want to make my favorite album, basically, you know what I mean? Like, so, uh, yeah, we just did our best. We did a lot of different things. Like, we recorded most of the cymbals separately from the drums. Not every song, but for the most part. Sometimes it would be just crashes separate. Sometimes it would be just hi-hats separate, like, depending on the section of the part. 
and even from part to part on the songs, we would switch out drum kits or switch out snares just to have more impactful, like dynamic changes. Uh, you know, you can really notice it in like like the song Algorithmic, for instance, yes. where it starts kind of like dirty, drive, you know, drums, and then when the chorus kicks in, that's like his big full drum kit, you yeah. know. And and Chris is a very rare and expressive drummer. He's got oh, yeah. very good at tuning his, his stuff, and he's yeah. you know so expansive as a player. And I do love that as my favorite track. And That's I do awesome. love that Thanks. specific opening drum sound, that gated, dry '80s yep. Yep. drum sound. I was like, ah, oh, love <laughs> yeah. it so much. I, you're not supposed to tell this to people, folks. It's bad journalism, but like I I can't hide it. Uh, in this case, <laughs> if it, if it if it ruins my credibility, it's oh, okay. Um, in this it. case, it's fine. But uh, yeah, you know, so many things to unpack and talk about. Obviously, always the centerpiece of the music is the way you and Sarah interact vocally. Right. And uh, I love the, there's a lot of great unison singing here, yeah. which you've done on and off over time. But sure. like, it's really a very sweet spot in sort of not quite harmonies and not quite pure unison, like totally. just a little bit tonally shifted. And I wanted to ask about that. If that's something you've been just working on or came naturally with the songwriting? Um, it kind of came naturally with the songwriting, like, you know, I, even for this record, like, I tend to kind of write most of the lyrics and melodies anyway, so, like, it's really just what came to me as, like, what would be, what would work, you know what I mean? Um, but what I really like about this, that we did a lot, that we haven't done much, is, like, there's a lot of call and response stuff, too, where, I don't know, it reminds me of, like, bands like Fugazi or Jawbox or bands like that that I loved. Um, so I, I want to do that more even in the future, just incorporate, because I feel like it's cool singing together and we've done some harmony stuff, but actually, and most of the harmonies, if you do hear like harmonies in the record, it's usually just me. She hates doing like harmony singing or trying to like, Matt, she's never happy with it, so I just don't make her do it. <laughs> I, I don't believe make her she's do told it. me that in person yeah, once, because I, I asked. I try like, to not make her no. do it. A definite um, no. But doing the separate parts that kind of intertwine and work together seems to really be working. And live as well, I think it's working out really well too. So uh, right on. we're having fun with that. Um, I'm glad. It's yeah. important to keep having fun. Definitely. Like I said, there's there's a lot of on repeat listens. The record's very rewarding. And uh, I'm glad you said earlier you're playing most of it live because I feel like it could almost be a whole piece to yeah. perform. And I know yeah. you just, you've been such a... You know, I don't want to say buttoned up, but just cautious band about, you know, divulging too much or sharing meanings and things over the years. Sure. You're getting better at it. And you did the documentary, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. you had to trust John, right, as the director. Yeah, you had to build amazing. a rapport with him to be able to do that. Definitely. I also saw you did some of your photos. So it's yeah. cool to have that relationship because it's hard to let down that veil totally. after you've been not, you know, if you tell too much, then there's no mystery, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's, I, I credit him with all of that because he's just he's an amazing dude he's super chill and just very calm and laid back and he approached us about doing the documentary like just you know he wasn't super adamant about wanting to do something he was just like let me know if you guys are interested in doing something like this i was like oh cool maybe we'll do a music video and he was like well i don't really do music videos like i'd rather if if you guys are into doing like a you know studio based kind of thing maybe like making of and really, that was the, the initial idea. It was just kind of a making of video, but it, it became a little deeper. And he really, he kind of brought it out of us to be a little more open about things. And without even saying it, you know, it was just, and not only that, he was at, he was in our studio. And I'm talking, the studio is probably the size of this room. It's a tiny little space. And he's just like a fly on the wall, man. Like all that footage that he got, which what you see in the documentary is 12 minutes of maybe a hundred hours of stuff that he's got, you know. 
Um, Bless you, John, wherever you are for editing that down. Yeah, that sounds exactly. It was grueling. He just killed it, man. Such a good eye, and it's just it's artistic and it's interesting, and it was inspiring for us to like. I don't know. I feel like you know you need somebody like that to kind of get those to make you realize all those thoughts, even like things that like how you feel about this process. Sometimes we don't really think about it, even though we're feeling how all the stresses and excitement and different things that come along with that. Um, having like putting it having to kind of like see it and put it in front of your face and be like, oh, this, this is how I feel when I'm doing this, or this is, you know, like, it can be hard and it is kind of like emotionally draining. Um, <clears throat> so it was really interesting. It was, it was a right cool on. experience. Yeah. And again, for there are so many bands that just put every moment of their lives out there. So I think True. it's more special Especially in your fans. Yeah. Your fans in particular will appreciate that they really haven't ever done anything like that before, Thanks, and man. now you'd have. Thanks. So I think it's really cool. Just just for a last couple of things, you know, yeah. of course, we've got the tour, and uh, I don't know how much you can say about future tours. I'm sure there's festivals in the works and things we like that. we got a couple. I mean, uh, we're doing a little bit of Canada stuff coming up right. just in the, in the next few months, actually, once we get home from tour. Um, and then we're really just working on Europe. We're, we don't have anything set yet, but hopefully... Either by the end of this year or early next year, we have to get back there. We've been dying to come back. So. Right on. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things uh, swirling in the touring and festival world, but hopefully, yep. you know, there's some really cool ones. There's that post fest in Indianapolis here right. in the states. Right. Um, you know, Roadburn is always out there. We love Walter yeah. Roadburn. Yep. And they just had a successful one, so hopefully they have another one. Yep. Um, so yeah, man, we'll get you out there and. Uh, just keep doing the thing, man. It's always, like I said, Thank it's you. one of those bands I've just followed the whole way, and uh, I appreciate uh, just, you know, not just on my side of things, but just as a listener, I appreciate the journey, and I see the care that you and Sarah and Chris put into the album. And uh, Thanks so much, Like man. I said, it's very it rewarding. Means a lot. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks, Thanks for Mario. Me, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with Ghost Cult. Of course. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at ghostcultmag. Until the next time, peace.